Create Art Podcast. Project. Writing and podcasting a novel in 30 days. Welcome, friend, to Create Art Podcast, where we create more than we consume. I'm Timothy Kimo O'Brien, your head instigator, with over 20 years in arts and education, helping you to tame your inner critic and provide you with commentary, interviews, discussions, and projects that will inspire you to create art. Now, this month, I'll be podcasting daily and writing a novel in 30 days. I'm participating in Nay Pod Pomo and Nay No Rimo. Makes me feel like I'm back in the military with all these acronyms, folks. That's National Podcasting Post Month and National Novel Writing Month. You're going to be able to listen to what I wrote for the day and read it at the same time on the website, createartpodcast.com. Remember, I like things kind of simple, okay? I like to practice what I preach when it comes to art. So I'm challenging myself to write and have you come along for the ride. Now, I hope this inspires you to accomplish your goals with your art. And if you'd like to share what you're doing, email me, timothy at createartpodcast.com. Now, if you want to get involved, head on over to createartpodcast.com and you'll be able to see the daily posts with the word count that I do every day, as well as the text that I do. Feel free to comment on those daily posts. And remember, folks, this is a novel that is coming fresh out of my mind. So it should make some sense. I have an idea where it's going to go. But you may be able to go ahead and help me uh, with the direction of the actual novel. And every day you're going to be hearing me reading those uh, posts to you. So I'm looking forward to this challenge. It's very exciting. I'm a little bit apprehensive, but I think we can do it. All right. Well, get out there and create more than you consume. And here is today's writing. All right. So this one's going on a little bit late at you all tonight. I have to uh, blame somebody for that. And I'm going to blame my uh, cousin, well, my nephew, Ethan, over at uh, Katora Coffee Shop here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. They have a uh, poetry night every Friday night. So I was over there. And I actually got this done earlier tonight. But I didn't record it. It's not recorded. It's not posted. It don't count. So we're going to make sure that it counts. So shout out to those guys over there and to my uh, new family over there. So uh, I just like to be a granddad because I'm old. <laughs> but there we go. This is that 20 November of 2020. Daily count today is 1,744 words. Total count is 33,350 words. Carl wrote down the names of the previous holders of the diary. According to the diary, he was not allowed to research them. He thought that his brother may be able to do that and still stay within the bounds of the curse. He moved on to the next page that was written in the same hand. The instructions were as follows. Once you have possessed the diary, you must write the first entry no later than the following day. This entry tells of the circumstances in that you received this book. Do not read other entries from the other holders of the diary. The curse will ruin you and those you hold dear. 
you will write a total of five entries. It can be of whatever length you wish. The first must tell of how you came across the book. As much detail as you can remember must be written down so that if there is a hope for breaking this curse, those in the future will have all the information they will need. Your next three entries will be about momentous events in your life. These can be weddings, deaths, war, plague, births. You have free reign over them. However, they cannot be just musings of the particular day, so choose wisely. The last entry will be the circumstances and how you passed along the diary. All details and reasonings must be put in this entry. You must pass along this diary as you will not be able to withstand the fury of the souls of the previous holders of the diary. Do not curse those who come before you. Do not curse the one who has passed along this diary to you. They are trying to spare their families and friends the wrath of the diary, as one day you too will be forced with a choice. Sacrifice yourself and all those you hold dear, or pass along the curse to someone else. If you follow these instructions, your life will be extinguished. However, your family will be spared. You will not incur the wrath of those before you. Your life will simply end quietly and peacefully. You will enter into the land of the dead. God will have mercy upon your soul. However, your soul will partially be in the afterlife, as it may be called upon to enact swift fury upon those who wish to break the instructions you have read. If you, if any break these instructions, all the previous souls are bound for eternity to condemn the living. If they fail and do not bring the living back into line, then all the souls afflicted with this curse shall be damned in the most hellish afterlife imaginable by demons. Heed these words, and your loved ones will be taken care of. Deviate, and you will know the wrath greater than legion. If you should die before you take your five entries, your soul will be cast in the same place as the other souls if any attempt to break the curse. Make your five entries and pass over into the next life. Carl and Cheryl looked at each other with uncertainty on how to proceed. Carl sipped some more coffee, and Cheryl was visibly shook. Well, it looks like we're both in this for the long haul, the longest haul possible. Do we read anymore? asked Carl. Yeah, this is crazy in a bad way. Are, are we going to take this seriously? I mean, if we do, then even death has no relief from this curse. Do you think Myra's dad believed in it? asked Cheryl. Well, he left her off at the coffee shop. Maybe he violated the curse in some way and was trying to help her escape. First things first, he does not get to see this. Second, let's tread lightly on this when we talk with Angela and Nate tomorrow. This is already a bad situation, and if this diary is at all true, then you and I are pretty much screwed for a long time, said Carl. Let's just sign our names into it. Maybe we'll feel better after tomorrow and we can write in it, said Cheryl. What time did he leave yesterday? Wasn't it like 9.45 in the morning? We have until then to write the first entry, said Carl. So you're going to write in the diary tonight. I think it should be both of us since we're both signing our names into it. I mean, you might leave some details and according to the instructions, I think it would be best if we are as detailed as possible, said Cheryl. We can't read what each other wrote. Here's an idea. You write in it first, as much detail as you think you need, and then I'll write in it as much detail as I can remember, said Carl. Does that count as two entries? asked Cheryl. I don't think so. You put the date on it and write at the end of the page. Even if you have to fill it with blah, blah, blah. 
then I turn over the page and I won't be able to see what you wrote. And I'll write to the end of that page. It looks like there's a ton of bookmarks and dog-eared pages, so we can keep track of where we are. We just need to promise each other not to read what the other wrote, replied Carl. I think another thing we need to do is make sure we both agree on the event that we write about, and both of us need to be there when the other person writes. Just make sure we don't add an entry or shortchange our lives and shortchange our lives. The good thing about this is if we follow the instructions, we won't die a horrible death. And I've always feared I'd go out in a bad way, said Cheryl. Well, I'm in a different boat than you, said Carl, tapping on his head. Remember, I'm not even supposed to be here now, according to my little time bomb. Your little time bomb? Well, you mean tumor. You call it your little time bomb, asked Cheryl? Well, when you have a tumor slowly growing in your brain that will eventually kill you someday, your tumor tends humor tends to be towards the dark side. Dying quietly and, patient and painlessly sounds like a great alternative to what is probably going to be a messy life for me anyhow. You have to promise me you will follow the instructions to the letter in this diary. The doctor told me my systems will eventually shut down one at a time until all that is left is basically breathing, and my mind will forget how to even do the base, that basic function. This isn't just about Myra anymore. It's about me, said Carl with tears in his eyes. Okay, so it looks like you are buying into this book, line, and sinker. I can't begin to comprehend how you feel right now, but I'll go along with this as long as it keeps you going. I'll start the first entry and you finish it. Go sign our names in the book together and let's get this done before something bad happens, said Cheryl. She was the first to sign her name in the diary, and when she finished, Carl signed his name in it and wrote down the date in front of Cheryl's name. He handed the pen back to her looked at the diary and saw that there was dog-eared pages, saw that the last dog-eared page was carefully, he looked at the diary and saw where the last dog-eared page was and carefully opened it up. There were a few sentences on the page and he quickly turned it to the next blank page. The diary seemed to be mostly full and he wondered what had happened, what would happen if the pages ran out for the next person. Carl took the pen and motioned him with her hands to leave, to have Carl leave her be. He got up to this. He got up with his coffee, went to the coffee maker to refresh his cup. It had grown icy since he first poured it. The digital display read at 10 at night, and this confirmed what he originally thought. It was going to be a long night for him. He went to the living room and sat on the couch, placing his coffee on the table and putting his feet up. He could hear Cheryl writing in the old... Sometimes it was fast, and other times it was slow and ponderous. You always put your feet up on the coffee table, asked Cheryl in the kitchen, from the kitchen. Yes, even at the coffee shop. It's my house, and I can do that, you know, replied Carl. No wonder we have so many marks on our coffee tables at work. Do me a favor. Put your feet down, okay, asked Cheryl. Carl took his feet off the table and slouched on the couch. At first he was upset at being told what to do in his own house, but then he remembered this was no longer his house. It was their house. The screen flickered with trivia about jazz musicians playing in the background. Carl had most of them memorized, but one came up that he didn't know, but he recalled the name. He thought for a second, replied out to Cheryl. Hey, check out the names page where we signed. Is there a Grover Becht? Called, asked Carl. Hold on, the book is old and brittle. I don't want to hurt it. Or look at a page by accident. You said Grover Becht, right? Said Cheryl. Yeah, that's the name. 
Um, yes. The date for him is 1919 until 1943. Wait, how did you know that name? Asked Cheryl. The music channel is playing a song by him. Something inside me said that name looked familiar. Must have picked it up when I went through the diary. I think we were okay because this is just a one in a million chance that something like this would have happened, said Carl. Be careful with that. We don't really know if it breaks the rules, replied Cheryl. Do you feel the wrath of the previous holders breathing down your neck, asked Carl. Not sure what that would feel like, replied Cheryl. We must be good then. Keep going, said Carl. That is what we have for this evening for you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and lovers, kitty cats, and barky dogs. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Create Art Podcast, where we'll help you create more than you consume. And this has been a production of Gagglepod Studios. Gagglepod, since 2016, we've been helping creatives tell their stories through podcasting. And a few of our other shows are War Yankee, where Kyle Bondo explores the battles of the Civil War that happened in his backyard. Podrect, where Tim and Kyle help you survive your podcast. And Tim's latest production, Clearly Obtuse, where Tim explores what an avant-garde podcast sounds like. You can see all of our shows at gagglepod.com. We hope to see you there. And until next time, create more than you consume. <laughs>